Hello, parents. Welcome to this episode of The Language of Play. I have Katherine Johnson with us today. She was born with the disability, cerebral palsy. Katherine has overcome a lifetime of no, you can't, to yes, I can. With three degrees, two world championship bronze medals, a best-selling book, multiple awards and certifications, her truly unique life's journey has given her the skills to help you find the grace in any obstacle. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children and wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated that your kids argue, whine, or debate with you? Are you afraid you're doing the wrong thing, but you're not sure what to do? Hey mamas, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. My name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush, mom, grandma, and speech language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get your kids to listen better, understand the clear communication, and the boundaries that benefit kids, and all while enhancing your relationships. So if you are ready to build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. It's playtime. Let's go. I'm so eager for you to listen to Catherine tell her story about how she is overcoming disability. Some of you have children that you're dealing with the disability. I hope you are so encouraged today listening to Catherine because it is remarkable what can happen. But before we begin, let's read a review. Great new podcast helping parents better communicate with kids comes with five stars. And Jumble Bug writes, I love the idea of helping improve parent-child communication as that then helps reduce stress, anger, and yelling at home. I love the approach of looking at this from a place of play and the definitions of play. Leave judgment at the door and get curious. Dina Lynn shares great tips in her episodes that you can put to use right away. Thanks for such fabulous content. Thank you, Jumble Bug. I'm so glad that you are finding it useful. Now. On to our episode with Katherine Johnson to encourage you. Thank you so much for being here, Katherine. I know that my parents are going to be so glad to hear your story today. Some of the parents that listen have children with disabilities, and some have both typical kids and a child with disabilities, and some have only typical kids. But every parent and family member is going to be able to understand and enjoy this today. So thank you so much for being here. Tell us well, some of your journey. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Dean Lynn, for having me. Uh, it's been an interesting journey, to say the least. And um, I just like to say for the parents, you know, the number one thing that comes back to me when I think of my childhood and my school days was Focus on how your child is like everybody else, because it's those differences. I think as humans, we're, we're trained to be afraid of differences. It's something to do with um, our survival instinct, and we're taught to be afraid of those things. So when you're parenting your, your children, focus on how they're just like everybody else and keep educating people about how your kid, they may be atypical in certain ways, but remind people that they're typical in all these other beautiful ways. You just said two really important things. 
already. One of them is focus on what is the same. And in that, I'm guessing what you mean is like getting the child to do the same activity. Maybe they won't do it the same way. Maybe they won't participate at the same level. But if everybody's playing Legos, your kid can play Legos too. He might not play them the same way. And as people are writing, have your child be writing too. Am I going down the same route as you're thinking when you say the same? Or do you have something else in mind? Well, that absolutely true. There's so much that people who are perceived as different aren't that they aren't that different. So yes, everybody plays Legos. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of of emotionally. Um, kids are kids in a lot of ways, and everybody, you know, unless they're maybe severely autistic, everybody likes hugs. Mm -hmm. or something like that, like the social aspects of being a kid. Ah, so you mean the interaction. <laughs> Don't isolate your child. That's right, yes. And the other thing you mentioned that was really powerful already is educating. And so you said to educate those people around you. I think I know what you mean, but can you expand that for the parents to see if I'm right in my guess what you mean? Well, again, I think as a society, there's a lot of um assumptions that are made yes if you have a child with a disability or a child that's different in some way and you just you know how your child is affected but others don't and because they don't know they make a lot of assumptions you know like i remember in school the kids would assume that i just didn't play at all because you weren't interacting the same way because I because I couldn't because I couldn't say skip with a rope. I walk I walk on walking canes just so everybody knows. I say couldn't play skipping at recess. So the kids would assume that I didn't play. But I played lots of things. I played board games and I played with dolls and I played at school and I played all kinds of games and I had tons of friends. But some of the kids assumed that I just didn't like play wasn't part of my life. And I, I thought that was crazy. It was really surprising what people assume. Right. Um, I, I have this phrase that I often say to parents is don't assume that they understand. Teach it. Never assume. Just yeah. teach them or tell them. That's exactly it. Well said. Yeah, it wasn't my quote. I wish I could remember who said it, but it is so true. And it's gone around the teacher circles constantly. Don't assume they get it tell them. Now, I'm assuming your parents did a lot of things right because you navigated life from disability to the place where you're at now and you're still dealing with some disability. What did they do right and how did that process happen? Encouragement, a lot of encouragement. I did get frustrated because my development was delayed. Uh, you know, different things I wanted to do. I had the spirit to participate. Uh, my body wouldn't always cooperate. And I got frustrated. And so there was constant encouragement to learn those things that took me a little longer. Beautiful. Um, that was one thing they did right. One of the many things they did right. Also, um, patience. Because again, things take longer sometimes when you have coordination issues, as I did, balance issues navigating you know how to how to do things with one hand because i have crutches and just you have to adapt things so it, it takes a little bit longer to figure things out patience understanding compassion 
And but there was also this decision early on that my parents made that they were going to have me be as integrated into life as I could be. That was the decision that they made. So everything that they did, the goal was to get me to fit in as best I could with, with the mainstream in school and other activities. Beautiful. I bet that that was something that they came up with, um, came up to a lot of obstacles along the way, even though um, it's right and it's good. I bet that there were obstacles with that. Yes, there was. Um, when I went to school, teachers were not familiar as much as they are now about disabilities. And it was challenging for the teachers because it was new to have someone like me in their class. So as you've said, I had to educate my teachers as to what I could and couldn't do because there was a lot of assumptions um, because I walked differently that I couldn't do X or Y. And guess what? Yes, I can. Sounds like your parents taught you a lot about self-advocacy. Um, yes. I don't know if they taught it. I feel like I've always had it in me somewhere. If someone says to me, no, you can't. No, I don't think you can do that, Catherine. That's crazy. You're on crutches. How are you going to do that? I would just say, of course I can. Like I, I knew within myself what I was capable of because I deal with my disability every day. Sure. And so if someone said, I don't think you can do that, or I don't think it's safe for you, I would do everything in my power to teach them that I could do something. So it was like an internal part of you that was challenging, challenging anybody that said no, challenging who said you can't, that kind of no. That's right. It's the preconceived expectation of of a limit that I knew I didn't have. That is very good. Not all of our kids come with those kind of temperaments, those personalities that will allow them to just dig their heels and say, yes, I am going to do this. And some certainly do. I love how you said that your parents had encouragement, patience, understanding, compassion, and the decision early on to have you integrated. And I think that that decision early on to be integrated probably fed that part of you. And certainly the other four words that I just said, encouragement, patience, understanding, compassion, probably gave you the power. I believe so. I mean, like I said, I deal with my disability every day. So when you deal with something every day, you do become an expert. Mm -hmm. What message would you have for our parents that have young children? By young, I'm going to say 10 and under. By this time, if they have learned that there's a disability that they're dealing with, they also probably have some kind of fears about the future. They wonder, where is it? where are we going to go? What's going to happen? And even more so, if we're talking five and younger, parents have even more fears. But what would you have to say to parents of kids that they're wondering, what is their future? Well, I understand how that can be scary. Well, I would say that the future is unknown right? We don't know our future. And I would say that humans have an incredible potential. And that potential is, you know, I think 80% mindset, 20% conditions or, or circumstances. So just like we've been talking about um, earlier, don't make assumptions. 
And just because your child can't do something today doesn't mean their life is always going to have those restrictions in it. Right. Things change. People grow. Mm -hmm. When I talk with parents of kids that have disabilities, they're often so hung up on what the child can't do. And of course, in the school setting, we have to do these evaluation reports and the evaluation reports identify what's missing, what the child can't do. And it's not a nice report because the report is all on, we got to find the deficit. But of course, from the deficit, then you build your goals and figure out where you want to go from there in order to fill in the gaps. But it is not a nice process to focus on the deficit. But what you're saying too, is that 80% is mindset. And I think that that is so huge. And you also said that, you know, 20% is conditions. Things change over time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think that your child can't do something just because they're not. not Yeah. Just because they don't do it now. And, and when I talk with the parents and we do this, that's exactly what parents have said to me. I feel like we're so focused on what they can't do that we're not focused on what they can do. And you are absolutely right. If we focus on and we think about what we can do, it does give us more courage to put more energy into gaining on our strengths, on what we can do. Yes, that's exactly right. And another point I'd like to emphasize is that in my book, I talk about obstacles as gifts. So often on a surface, something may seem to be an obstacle. I use myself as an example. I walk on crutches, so my mobility isn't like others, and I need to be very efficient. So the gift in that is that I'm highly organized, and I've been able to save companies tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, because I help them run better systems. Oh, wow. So as a job professionally, what are you doing? I am currently a life coach. I have 15 years experience as a professional accountant. Okay. So here we go. Professional accountant, life coach, and she started her life uh, on disability and what people wondering, what will she be able to become? And here she is. Amazing. Now you wrote a book and you just referenced it. Would you tell us about The Joy of Obstacles? The book is called The Joy of Obstacles. As you said, it's available on Amazon, in ebook, print, and Audible. Um, So those of you that like Audible, auditory information. It's on Audible for you. And it's a relatively short book. It's a self-help memoir, takes readers from um, my birth right to present day, and talks about these key areas of my life and some of the obstacles that I've had and the gift inside of them. And then at the end of each chapter, there's questions and things to help readers um, apply the concepts in the chapter to their own life. That's beautiful. So not only are readers getting the knowledge of your story, they are also getting challenge questions or getting a workbook kind of thing to be able to apply to their own life. And I'm, can I make the guess that by applying to their own life, that they would also be able to fold that into applying to their child's life? Oh, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. She says, (laughs) fantastic. And you mentioned workbook. There is a workbook with it on my website. Uh, It's available at inspiredbycatherine.com. Very good. If you don't remember listeners, what she has said, we'll say it again, but you can also find it in the show notes. Go ahead and say it all again for them. Uh, My website is inspiredbycatherine.com. Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. 
and I have a free download for five mistakes people make when faced with obstacles. I have my book available there. I also have a downloadable workbook that we've mentioned. And I have a second book called 21 Simple Solutions, Trusted Tools to Take You from Surviving to Thriving. Wow, that's a lot of resources. That's really good. So I think that since there's so many resources, I'm going to just put the web page at the bottom and let people go exploring. Thank yeah. you. Catherine, you are a remarkable young woman. <laughs> I know we're the same age, so we're both young women. So <laughs> about the same age. So um, thank you for being here today. Thank you for your your energy and compassion and story and for taking your obstacles and teaching others how it is that we can find the joy that is underneath and for talking to me today about how parents can also do that when there's obstacles with the kiddos because that really matters it's been a pleasure to be here oh, thank, thank you, you very much remember mamas when you get behind the eyes of a child you can speak in a way their brains understand Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below.